Hey guys and ladies, welcome back to the Spirits Guide Podcast. I am Rich, your guide through the intoxicating spirits world. And hey, guess what? This is episode 10. It's hard to believe that we've already put 10 of these in the can. And this is just the Monday night sample size bonus episodes. And I know I keep saying bonus episodes before full episodes, but guess what? Full episodes are in the can. They're ready to be released. And the date is official Friday, February 4th, episode one, what I'm going to call season two, as we start to get full gear, the Anthony Bourdain Kitchen Confidential episode. Uh, I recorded it on my own for a whole bunch of personal reasons, but we'll I'll talk about that in the episode. I can't wait to get it out there. Thank you guys so, so much. Um, more and more of you guys are tuning in, listening every week, uh, you know, playing along with the question of the week, getting some good feedback. So, I, you know, I thank you guys. This has been such a, a dream for me for a long time to to do something like this, to connect with people. So I'm, I'm really, really excited that it's finally here. Now, on this episode of Sample Size Monday, this is a, a niche one. Uh, we're going to be tasting Broadbent 1996 Colieta Madeira. I know that's a mouthful, but we'll explain what it all means in the body of the podcast. Uh, I am joined for this tasting by the BSO, so it was fun to taste, uh, you know, with a, a cocktail expert like him as well. He's also somebody who is a, a distiller at the world-famous Treehouse Brewery and part of their distilling program that they're just getting off the ground, and we're going to talk about that a lot more in the future as well. Um, this is a product, by the way, you guys know that I manage a retail store. I, I manage what you wanted spirits out in West Boston. So if you're one of my customers and this sounds like something that might be interesting to you, Peter Thomas, I'm talking to you. Um, it's not something I have on the shelf, but it is something that I can bring in. So if you hear this and you're like, wow, that sounds really, really cool. And you should, because it's absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, just give me a buzz and I can get this into the store for you. But because it's such a niche kind of quirky product, it's not something you just have on the shelf um, every day, all day. That being said, I hope you dig what we're doing. And if you do dig what we're doing, you know, go to the Spotify page, give us that five-star rating, follow the podcast, follow me on the socials. I'm on Facebook as The Spirits Guide. I'm on Instagram. Uh, posting almost every day of what I'm drinking, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to from music. You know, leave some some reviews on the Facebook page. Just give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I appreciate all the, the input uh, without a doubt. And if, you know, if you've got an idea for a show, if you want to come in and join me on the show, if you've got a sample you think, you know, that I would like to try and you're curious as to see what I think, or if I've tried something and you're curious about tasting it and you want me to get you a sample, you can also email me at thespiritsguide89 at gmail.com. I'll put that in the body of the episode description um, as well. Hope you guys like what we're doing here. Uh, hope you dig this episode and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers. All right, here we are. We're back for another episode of Monday Night Sample Size. Back in the studio, 
the BSO is here. What up, what up? And uh, yeah, like a dog that's been waiting for somebody to come home, I'm excited <laughs> to try something new and exciting. No doubt. Uh, this is a fun one. I got this so I was working with a customer over Christmas and they were looking for a specific bottle of Colieta. What's um, up? Yeah. We're, we're doubling down here. Um, <laughs> so she was looking for a specific bottle of a Colieta, which is a term I had only heard with port. Um, and Colietas are a vintage tawny port, but with Madeira, it's just a vintage. Um, so it's what they call a single harvest Madeira. Um, and then it led me down this rabbit hole of what exactly is Madeira. Mm. Um, so Madeira is a wine that is made on an island called Madeira, which is off the coast of Morocco, but it's owned by Portugal. Spanish. Spanish influence. Spanish influence, definitely. Um, but definitely, uh, yeah, the island's owned by Portugal. And it's a wine that is... When they make the wine, they actually let it age in the sun at about 100 degrees, uh, which oxidizes the wine. Open firm. Yeah. It oxidizes the wine. It caramelizes the sugar. And then like other fortified wines, they add brandy to stop the fermentation. Mm. I was also kind of surprised to learn that Madeiras will last for a long time, even once they're open. Um, huh. So they wanted to kind of compete with port, which is still kind of the number one thing coming out of Portugal, but they couldn't use the term vintage because vintage in Portugal is a copywritten term that only applies to port. <laughs> so Colieta for Madeira is a single vintage Madeira, but Colieta for port is a single vintage tawny port as opposed to vintage port. Huh. Um yeah, kind of interesting. So this is a 1996 Man. vintage Colieta yeah. that spent five years aging in oak barrels before it was bottled. And I don't have the bottle with me because the, the customer was nice enough to pour off this sample. But the bottle is kind of cool. It's that kind of stout. Madeira bottle with like the painted on mm. writing. There's yeah. no label on Super it. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. It looks like something you could buy in a store now, or if you went back in time 150 years into a cave, it would probably look uh, the same. <laughs> this particular one, I know, got 92 points from Wine Advocate, Robert Parker. Um, color wise, it's super dark and dark. dense. Yeah. Deep brown. Yeah, it's like kind of like a tawny, but even darker yeah. and richer than that. It doesn't have as much like the uh, red tones or the purple notes. Right. <clears throat> it's got like that Christmas fruit cake. Raisins, prunes. Like fruit compote, mm -hmm. plums. Yeah. Like fruit cake. Like, yeah. You know. Chocolatey, nutty, like a little orange. Yeah. Well, Here we go. Friend. Cheers.
<laughs> That's the double mm. Mm. That is just Ooh, that's decadent. It's viscous. Yeah. Hits it right in the jawline. And then the finish. Mm. The finish reminds me of those old Bitto Honey candies. 100%. Like nutty, candied honey, like dark, rich honey. Ooh. That is delicious. I'm going to defer to you on this one as far as, I mean, I would just pour this in a glass yeah no question and drink it Mm. but i know with your sort of cocktail science background could you play with that yeah most definitely you get that like kind of um cherry push so you can Mm. kind of play off of that it's got that vermouth like that sweet vermouth kind of pull, pull to it yeah but it's also a nutty it's got a little bit of citrus tone it's a little floral so you could actually play with it Honestly, with a couple of different whiskeys, like if you want to just go like a like a scotch to tone down some of the peat, or with like an Irish to kind of mm-hmm. bring up some of that flavor profile, mm-hmm. because Irish seems to kind of go flat a little bit. Nobody knows how to mm-hmm. really play with Irish whiskey. Yeah, bourbon, I'd probably stay away with, stay away from, just on the sweet scale. Like you could do like a couple dashes, but mm-hmm. you know you're you're looking at something that's going to be more comparable. Like this is sweet enough that will. Accentuate something that's a little more peat forward, a little more pepper forward, a little more like earth forward, you know. Um, but yeah, that is that's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing. Almost like a Manhattan, but with a yeah. peated scotch yeah, no and question. using this instead of vermouth. Yeah, like put that in your Rob Roy, man, mm. you know. And then that sort of Spanish Portuguese influence, I'm almost thinking like maybe Negroni ish, yeah. something like that, of like a, like a Spanish gin. Yep. That and give your gin a little more like not necessarily like body, like you don't want to be drier. You need to kind of balance it on a different level. Like it shouldn't be in that Plymouth category, it shouldn't be in that like new American category, it shouldn't be in that dry category. Like you're almost looking at like a Hendrixy, yeah, you know, kind of rose hips, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, and then maybe like a white. Bitter, like a Luxardo, mm. like a white bitter instead of like a Campari or yep. an Aperol. That's super like sweet and like mm. ripping, like ripping bitter. Yeah. You know, this is like soft and like it's bitter enough and it's sweet enough that I think it will only accentuate what you're playing with it. But yeah, I think you have to be kind of meticulous on what you're playing with. <clears throat> yeah, that is. Whew. That's nice. That is. That's decadent. Yeah. I don't know why more Americans don't drink some of these things. They don't know what it is. Ports, Madeiras, Sherry's. Well, think about it this way. From a cook's perspective, when you first started in the kitchen, Sherry's, Madeiras, Ports, what were we doing? Yeah, you were cooking, using cheap stuff. Marsala. Right. Same way. Right. Um, Yeah, I had read a, a quick little article about this when I was looking into it. And that's one of the things that Madeira was kind of concerned about. It was, as a spirit, it had been kind of relegated to just cheap box cooking wine. Yeah, right. Like those were those boxes that hung up on like the shelf that you just poured off the plastic spigot and put it into like a you know storm pour or a speed pour, mm-hmm. and then put it on your line. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And then by the time you used it, it was so oxidized. It was, and, it was garbage. And, and heated <laughs> up that it was it was lost. Right. Um, but man, this, especially for the holidays, like. Mm. Yeah. It screams like November, December, or January, February. Like <clears throat> warmth and, you know, prunes and raisins and, you know. It also screams cheese to me. Like blue cheese. Oh, yeah. Some sort of pungent cheese to kind of balance balance it out yeah all right so That's wrapping good. up your monday uh, <laughs> is it good it's so good delicious um is it worth the money i i think for i mean this was made in 96 it aged until 2001 and then it was bought in 2021 so it's 25 years ago to still be under a hundred bucks for something oh, that's that old. Jeez, yeah. Um, Think of the labor there. The, the <laughs> labor and I, you know, when you talk about wines or even some of the old bourbons or especially older scotches, because to me, bourbon doesn't really go past 15 uh, <clears throat> as well as like a 20 year old scotch does. Yeah. But when you think about it in the perspective of like some of the people who harvested, harvested this are probably dead by now very you know <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. or they've moved on or it's like, generational yeah you know <clears throat> or where i was 25 years ago Jeez. um i think we were probably still just bartending at jillian's and <laughs> pretty much um being fucking knuckleheads or whatever so for under 100 bucks for the quality what you're getting uh, does the bottle start a conversation absolutely it's cool like i said it looks like something you'd find in a cave a hundred years ago, that if you're lucky, you find it on a shelf. And not only that, you can't really walk into just any store and find a 96 Coleated just sitting there like, hey, on the shelf. By any so. chance. <laughs> so, yeah, I think it rings all three bells. Um, we're getting lucky lately. We're tasting some good stuff. Not, 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 not much stuff uh, that we're going to knock out. So, we'll let you guys get back to your Monday. Um as always, we are humbled that you're out there, that you care what we have to say, and that you're listening, and that you're engaging, and that you're enjoying. Um, yeah, we look forward to keeping this journey going. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers. Cheers. Yay! Hey, you still there? I got one more thing I want you guys to do. Thank you for sticking around till the end of the episode, listening all the way through. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. So what I want to do is grow this podcast. I want to take more people on this journey with us, build this community. And one of the ways that we do that is by making this podcast kind of pop up for people are looking for it. So what I want you to do is go to the podcast page if you're listening on Spotify they don't make this easy if you scroll to the top of the episodes list and then there's that little thing that says trailer and then there's a description of the show above that in between that there's a little box for rating if you tap on that give us a five-star rating it will help us to reach more people who are interested in the same stuff that we're all interested in and we can grow this podcast and, and grow the amount of people that are on this journey with us also if you go to the episode description 
there's a question at the end of that. And if you guys would just answer that question, it will let me know that somebody's out there listening, cares, and we can make this more interactive. So that's it. Give us a rating. Um, you can go to the, the Facebook page and write a little review. Let us know what you think uh, and answer that question. In the future, we're going to use it to do giveaways as well. So thank you guys so much for doing that. And uh, we'll check back with you soon. Cheers.